This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers. Today, I'm going to be delving into a news story, which has broke recently, which was a real button pusher for me and should act as a cautionary tale for teachers, especially those teaching in Western democracies where this kind of woke narrative, woke agenda has permeated school systems. So countries like North America, Canada, the UK, Australia, and perhaps in Europe as well, or maybe if you're teaching in an international school somewhere that follows a Western curriculum. Um, And it's not often actually, on this podcast, that I um, talk about news stories related to education, because the focus of, of these episodes is to be practical, to give teachers, to give you who are listening, real tips that you can apply in the classroom straight away. But sometimes there's a golden nugget, a, a diamond in the rough, if you like, of a news story that breaks, that really has lessons for all of us as teachers to to learn from. So I hope that that was a nice, uh, juicy introduction. What I'm going to do now is read this news story. It's about a history teacher called Mr. Huggins, um, and this is from the Daily Mail. Um, And once I've read the story, I'm going to add a little bit of commentary and some analysis and reflect on some strategies and some um, some pointers for teachers everywhere. So here we go. Exclusive. History teacher 54 was treated like a paedophile and faced classroom ban after giving science lesson about puberty that upset children with gender dysphoria. And this is by Chris Brook. And this was published on the 14th of June, 2023. And it starts with a few bullet points. So here are the bullet points. History teacher Roy Huggins, 54, was asked to fill in for an absent colleague. He read from a textbook about the physical changes that occur during puberty. But several pupils later lodged complaints about inappropriate comments. A senior teacher says he was treated like a paedophile and faced being banned from the profession over a science lesson about puberty that upset children with gender identity issues. Roy Huggins, 54, a history teacher with more than 30 years experience, was asked to fill in for an absent colleague to teach a class of 11 and 12-year-olds. 
He read from a national curriculum textbook about the physical changes to the bodies of boys and girls during puberty and provided some additional explanation to help the pupils understand. He believed the lesson went well. But, unknown to Mr Huggins, there were at least two pupils in the Year 7 class, remember these are 11 and 12 year olds everyone, who were diagnosed with gender dysphoria and several pupils later lodged complaints about the inappropriate comments he made in the lesson which caused offence. Instead of simply discussing the problem with Mr Huggins to avoid a repeat, the school reported him to the local authority safeguarding body, can you believe, which deals with allegations against adults working with children. And then it has a photo of Roy Huggins in the article, and it says Roy Huggins, 54, pictured a history teacher with more than 30 years filled in for an absent colleague to teach a class of 11 and 12 year olds. He read from a national curriculum textbook about the physical changes to the bodies of boys and girls during puberty and provided some additional explanation to help the pupils at Redford Oaks Academy, which is pictured in the news article, which is linked in this episode description. To his relief, Mr Huggins was quickly cleared of any wrongdoing and he said the authority even criticised the school. But not satisfied with the conclusion, the head teacher at Retford Oaks Academy in Nottinghamshire then referred Mr Huggins to the Disclosure and Barring Service, the DBS, which has the power to ban teachers from working with children. It triggered a nightmare two months during which the married father of two and grandfather became suicidal as a reputation built up over decades at the top of his profession was put at risk. He blamed his treatment on a culture at the school for pushing a radical agenda. Last week, he received notification from the DBS that he was in the clear as there was no case to answer, but he decided to publicly reveal details of his ordeal as a warning of what can happen to teachers treading through today's gender identity minefield. And everyone, this podcast episode, I hope, will serve as a very um, poignant warning about uh, what can happen. Speaking from his home in South Yorkshire, Mr. Huggins said, What's happened to me is a cautionary tale for our modern times of how systems can be abused by people pushing an agenda. Maybe my experience has shined a light on why quite a few people are leaving the profession. Instead of backing him, he said the school authorities threw me to the lions and warned in the current culture they are prepared they are prepared sorry to sacrifice people on the altar of these ideologies the incident happened in late march when mr huggins was working part time as a supply teacher at the school he worked at full time during covid 
It then carries on. During a long career as a history teacher, he has also been an assistant head, educational consultant, and written books and educational content about teaching. So this really hits home for me personally because I've also um, done the the consultancy and written books. Um, But apparently having an illustrious career and um, having a great record um, and teaching a national curriculum lesson, following a national curriculum textbook and being cleared by the local authority of any wrongdoing is not enough, apparently, to stop a school from still suspending someone and um, putting them under investigation. To carry on with the article, he was helping struggling pupils in the library when he was called to teach a class of 30 children who had no science teacher. The head of science told him, Roy, you are dealing with this lesson on puberty. He said, it's every teacher's nightmare to be stuck with something like that. And I said, can we change it to something else as I'm not comfortable teaching it? And I think that was a good move on his part. Um, And I think he should have stuck with something else in that situation. Carrying on. This is a difficult subject to teach in today's day and age, and I'm a history teacher with no training in something like this. However, he agreed to stick to the planned lesson topic, and I I think that was a mistake on his part. The task was to take information from a textbook to design an information poster about changes to a boy and girl's body during puberty. He said, I read from the textbook and talked about the hormonal changes that take place in the body during puberty. The textbook described how boys develop broader shoulders and girls develop wider hips. One child said to me, sir, why do women have bigger hips? To which I replied, to have children. I said, when my grandson was born last month, he fitted into the palm of my hands like this cupping his hands together and was the size of a small football i said during puberty boys develop more muscles women also develop more muscles as well but different muscles in order to give birth i said when my wife gave birth and my daughter gave birth it was rather like having a poo you say this because they tell you to personalize it contextualize it I'm not sure if that's the comment I would have gone with, having a poo. Um, Maybe that was the comment that um, caused the complaints. But anyway, Mr. Huggins said he talked about developing body and facial hair and when boys should start to shave. He also said it was a good time for boys to work out in the gym to add muscle as they produced far more testosterone than an old man like me. So nothing... um, I would say extremely controversial there. What I didn't know is that there were children in the classroom who were diagnosed with gender dysphoria. So that's mistake number one. I mean, Mr. Huggins should have been informed about this prior to the lesson. Um, It almost sounds as though he's been scapegoated here. Uh, Why didn't the head of science step in to take over this um, 
touchy subject um, and certainly I would have thought the head of science would have known that there were children diagnosed with gender dysphoria in this class and Mr Huggins is walking in there not a trained science teacher goes into this class doesn't really know how to teach the subject and um, doesn't know that there are children in there diagnosed with gender dysphoria um, it goes on, it says, um, these children were upset by Mr. Huggins' lesson. I had no idea of this, he said. In order to be referred to safeguarding, you have to have caused serious harm. They said I made inappropriate comments and caused offence and harm to the children. Mr. Huggins has never been given any details of the gender identity issues of the pupils involved, who has complained or told by the school why he was referred to the authorities. However, he was given feedback about the complaints from the supply agency. He was accused of saying, boys must be muscly to attract girls, boys must start at the gym at 12 to get muscly, and girls get hips to allow them to childbear, something all women should do. And notice these are alleged, alleged comments. Other alleged comments were, stay away from women at the time of the month. Boys must be clean shaven and girls must shave too. And make sure you smell nice to attract the ladies. Now these are alleged comments. We don't know if he actually said those things. Um, I would say that those, those comments are um, probably not appropriate in, in some cases. Um, certainly not things I would say in a um, in a science lesson and sounds like, well, I know for sure that certainly comments like make sure you smell nice to attract the ladies, for example, and stay away from women at that time of the month, that would not be in a national curriculum uh, textbook. But these are alleged comments, remember. One pupil also complained of being told to draw a penis breasts and v-shape in his book by the teacher and then it carries on mr huggins said the comments were either untrue taken out of context or the result of a misunderstanding in his statement given to the local authority he stated i feel my conscience is clear and that i have not done anything wrong i am always happy to reflect and learn from my mistakes but I am at a complete loss over the allegations that have been made and why they were not addressed at the school level, as they are pretty laughable. Two days after the lesson, Mr Huggins was phoned by the supply agency as he drove home from work and told there has been a complaint. For the next two months, the, family's, the family man's life sorry, was on hold. The letter stating... He faced being barred from teaching caused him to almost have a heart attack. I was on the floor. It was the worst thing that can ever happen to you as a teacher. You are being put through the same process as though you were a paedophile or hit or harmed a child. That's how serious it is and it can destroy your reputation. And as we know, ladies and gentlemen, in the teaching profession, reputation is everything absolutely everything you lose your reputation you lose your job forever 
as a teacher. It's as simple as that. There I was at the end of a glittering career, and it could all be destroyed by these false allegations by a school who decided to pursue this radical agenda. It utterly destroyed my confidence and left me at times feeling suicidal. Thinking I've worked hard all my life, I've devoted myself to teaching. They are desperate for teachers and they are treating someone like me like this. Why? He was so embarrassed about the accusation, he only told his wife, Julie, a primary school teacher. Mr Huggins said his crime was to upset some children who have got gender issues. He is mystified as to why they complained, but believes it must be because they don't conform to the genders he was discussing. Despite being cleared, he has never received an apology and must inform any school of the investigation if he applies for work in future. Yes, which basically means he probably will not get a job at another school in future because this is a, a required question now that a lot of schools have on their application forms. Have you ever been involved in um, an investigation of any kind? And of course, um, if you have been and the school you're applying to finds out you have been, it's almost certain you're not going to get that job. So it's, um, it's like coffin nails for his career, basically. Um, carrying on, adding, I have this question mark over me now. My advice, this is where we're getting to the practical tips now, everyone. So listen to this. My advice to other people going into the profession is don't teach science. Wow. And don't teach a puberty lesson because it's a minefield. Well, I'm not sure about the don't teach science part, but the I'll talk about the puberty stuff in a moment. He said he would continue to do occasional supply teaching, but would largely steer clear of the classroom, as he has concluded, I don't fit with the new culture. A spokesman for the Diverse Academies Trust, who run the school, okay, that's interesting, the, the name of the trust is the Diverse Academies Trust, so that tells you something there, they declined to comment. Retford Oaks Academy has its own inclusion policy as part of its relationships and sex education policy. It promises, through a formal partnership with Stonewall, to promote the well-being of children who identify, who identify sorry, as LGBTQ+. And that surprises me that they don't have enough letters there. Uh, Retford Oaks Academy. Not sure how inclusive they are because now it's actually 2SLGBTQIA+. So um, not sure if they've scored 10 out of 10 for the inclusion there. Um, carrying on. And to educate the wider academy community on issues around gender identity. Um, and that concludes the article, everyone. That's on the Daily Mail, um, quite a recent article, and um, it's been picked up by quite a few um, uh, Twitter users. It's it's been spreading around the internet. Um, it's it's got a lot of um, a lot of traffic. Um, people are talking about this because it's a um, a very controversial, contentious issue, and. It 
should set alarm bells ringing for any teacher in the profession right now because a situation like this could present itself in your day-to-day life as a teacher. And the question is, how do you deal with a situation like this? And I myself, as a science teacher, this is something that um, really hit home and something that's really got me thinking. Now, in terms of what I think about this story, um, there's a few things there that kind of caught my attention. Um, It sounds like the lesson was pretty standard. Um, Changes that happen to boys and girls during puberty, it's a pretty... um, Uh, you know, pretty standard biology lesson. Of course, uh, nowadays, um, stating biological facts can get you into trouble, such as um, women give birth. Even a statement like that could get people into trouble these days in certain circles, um, believe it or not. But that's the world we live in now. Um, And... um, It seems like it was a standard type of biology lesson. Um, Some of the comments that, remember, were alleged that this teacher had made, they do sound sound a little bit inappropriate. Um, Certainly nothing that should be referred to a local authority safeguarding um, unit about, such as uh, smelling nice to attract the ladies or... Um, what he said about women giving birth and having wider hips, um, you know, none of that is um, is is anything that I think should be taken to, uh, to 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 that extreme level where he's reported to an authority. Um, uh, but but did he say them? I mean, they're alleged comments. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, if he did say those things, I I would say that they are mildly inappropriate. Um, certainly not something I would say as a science teacher. Uh, you really do have to stick to the curriculum. Um, be very careful about um, bringing in extra material and, and even giving your own opinion on things can be pretty controversial now in, in science lessons. Um, but I think the, the real um, frightening thing about this story is that he was actually cleared by the local authority, um, there's actually quite a few frightening things about this. The first thing is that the school didn't even bother to speak with him. That's, that's what it sounds like from the report. Um, and of course, we are only getting one side of the story here from the Daily Mail. But it sounds like the school didn't speak with him initially. Um, he was a supply teacher, so I guess it would be the job of the supply agency to talk with him it sounds like they just sent him a message that said there's been a complaint. He was then referred to the local authority safeguarding unit um, straight away. And then they cleared him. They said there was no case to answer. And the school apparently weren't satisfied with that. And they referred him then to the DBS over a science lesson which, at the very worst, at the very worst, maybe contained some um, mildly colloquial, mildly inappropriate comments, um, which probably could have been handled by a discussion with the teacher. Um, 
And did he even say those things? You know, they are only alleged comments. Um, it's um, questionable as, a, as to whether or not he actually said some of those things that, that, were, um, that he was accused of. Um, now, what's my advice for teachers on this? Because I think um, we've got to take something from this as teachers. I think um, a lot of a lot of us now, a lot of educators now are realizing very quickly that teaching is becoming a very high risk, high challenge, yet low pay profession, unfortunately. And it really does um, anger and frustrate me to say that because I love teaching. I've always loved teaching. Um, as soon as I graduated from university, I became a teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to have a positive impact on young people's lives. But the profession has become um, so toxic now with these, um, with these new regulations and these topics and subjects that you as a teacher, have to really walk on, eb uh, on eggshells um, about when you're, when you're discussing these topics. So it's, um, it's pretty, pretty horrifying. My advice to teachers out there would be this. If you are ever asked to teach a science lesson about puberty or gender or a lesson on gender or anything like that, you're not comfortable doing that, um, I would say just upfront refuse to do it refuse um and you know I, I think i think in mr huggins case that would have been the best course of action i don't think he should have even agreed to teach that topic he had um reservations about teaching it to begin with and i think he should have really held firm to those reservations and um and not taught that topic and and I think he, he you know he had a really good excuse because he's not even a science teacher to begin with so that would have been that would have been his um uh, his his get out clause I think of of teaching that um and it's unfortunate he didn't uh you know choose to stick to his guns uh, but my advice is if you can avoid teaching about puberty or gender then do so um if not you know if your role requires you to do that and you know if you're a science teacher and this is a curriculum topic you are required to teach um, I would say that you you um, write up a very detailed lesson plan and you take it to your line manager your head of department or whoever's responsible for overseeing the curriculum at your school you double check with them this is the plan I'm going to follow do you approve of this plan and you get them to sign some kind of document or even sign the lesson plan with a statement saying, um, I, as the head of department of, of this school, approve this lesson plan. And you get them to sign it and you follow that lesson plan to the letter. You don't deviate. You don't make any um, comments which are not on the lesson plan. You don't bring any in any extra material. It's a very cut and dry lesson. You follow the scheme that's in that lesson plan. And then you've got something. If there is a complaint afterwards, you've got something written down that says this was the lesson plan. It was signed by this person. I followed this. Um, and, and that's your protection, I think. Um, 
Failing that, failing that, I would say um, probably talk. If if you live in a country where you have unions, um, and not every country does, but if you do have a union, um, I, I'd probably talk to them about this now if I were you actually um, contact your union now um, if you have a union if you're a member of a union and ask them what their advice is on teaching these topics um, and if you can get out of them and you know if you can get a letter from your union for example that advises all members to um, refuse to teach these topics if you can get a letter like that um, and you know that that would be again your protection as a teacher you've got this letter from your union that says um that union members have been advised not to teach this topic um and and check actually if um if it's legal as well can you legally um choose not to teach this topic as a teacher um you want to check that you know ask your union about that um if you can do so I remember way back in the day when I did my teacher training in 2006 in the UK, um, a union representative came to my teacher training college and advised, can you believe, all of the trainee teachers not to go on field trips with children. And what he said was that it's not a legal requirement. You don't have to do it. So don't do it. And he was very clear about it. Um, and he said the reason was something could happen on that trip and you could be liable. Um, a child could fall, could hurt themselves, could drown. Something could happen and, and you could be in trouble for it. And his advice, it was very direct advice, he said, refuse to go on them. You don't have to go on them. And you're legally protected because it's not a legal requirement for teachers to go on field trips. Um and I think in today's um, extremely litigious society where we've got these very contentious issues that we are navigating as teachers, such as um, gender identity and puberty, gender dysphoria and sex identity and all of this stuff, um, I think we do have to start protecting ourselves as teachers now. We have to seriously think about these issues. Um, what happened to Mr. Huggins in terms of being asked to cover a lesson on sex and puberty could happen to any one of us. Even me as a science teacher, I could be asked in the new academic year to cover for one of my colleagues in the lessons about sex and puberty. And um, I need to make sure that I'm prepared for that. And you need to make sure you're prepared for that. Um, because, as you heard from the story I just read, it could go horribly wrong if you're not prepared and you're not protected. So, a bit of a, um, a grim podcast episode today, but nevertheless, I think, a very important one. Um, what are your thoughts on this, everybody? Um, is my advice correct? Um, I am a science teacher myself, so I do have to be quite careful with how far I take this and, um, and what I say in these episodes. Um, but um, is what I've said correct? Do you agree with me? Um, should we be seriously thinking now as teachers about 
what we agree to teach and what we don't agree to teach and what we refuse to teach. Um, how far does the self-protection need to go as teachers? Um, what are the rules in your country? What's the, what's the school policy on this? Maybe, maybe your school needs a policy on this. Maybe that's a step forward. Maybe that's something you could talk with your principal or headmaster about or SLT. You know, you've, you, and, and you can even um, quote my podcast episode if you want to um, or, or show them the Daily Mail article and say, this has happened. I want to know where I stand if I'm ever asked to do this. What's the school policy on this? Um, could we perhaps have a policy about this if we don't have one? Um, you know, because I think, um, as teachers, we do a very challenging job. It's a very high risk job already, uh, without this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, reputations, everything, as I said, and all it takes is for one allegation to completely turn your life upside down as a teacher. And I mean, turn your life upside down. Um, you could end up with a suspension an investigation um, and the the emotional roller coaster that's going to put you through as a teacher is, is just going to be astronomical um, and you need to be well you know do you need to be prepared for that I don't know um, I certainly think that this is something teachers everywhere need to think about now really need to think about uh, what would you do if you were placed in Mr. Huggins' situation, are you a science teacher? Do you have to teach this topic? What protocols and systems do you have in place as a teacher to protect yourself? Because we are seeing more and more children now and at younger and younger ages, whether you agree with it or not, and I'm not here to talk about my thoughts on this, but what we are seeing, the data is indicating that there's more and more children coming through school now at a younger age being diagnosed with gender dysphoria or other gender-related um, issues, I guess is the word. And the question is, what do you as a teacher have to know in order to do your job when educating these students so that you are not in a situation where you have to defend yourself or you're under an investigation or you're being reported to a local authority, can you imagine? Um, so lots to think about today, everybody, lots to think about. Um, if you feel that this podcast episode is important, I think it's an important episode. Um, I think it's probably one of my most important I've ever made. Um, please do share it with people, share it far and wide, share the Daily Mail news article with people because teachers need to know this. Um, and I don't think any country is immune to this. I teach at an, an international school in Thailand. Um, and even here, where generally speaking, um, people are more conservative and they're not as, um, how can I say in a polite way um, and a professional way. I guess people here don't, in general, discuss these kind of modern gender identity issues as much as perhaps what you would would see in um, Western democracies. 
But even in the international teaching sector, you might be in the UAE, Dubai, you might be here in Thailand, you might be in, um, in Japan somewhere. I, I think it doesn't matter where you are now. You have to think about this. You have to think about um, what would happen if you were to teach a lesson on this topic and you had children in your class who didn't identify as boys or girls. How would you approach that? What's your school policy? How can you protect yourself? Um, and again, my advice is get a detailed lesson plan um, made up, get it looked at by uh, the overseer, the line manager, get it signed and make sure you deliver only on what's on that lesson plan to protect yourself. Um, yeah, and speak to your union if you can and speak to your school about what their policy is on this. And I think that's as far as I can take it, everybody. Um, so thank you very much. Um, I hope this was useful. I hope it was um, a wake-up call to a lot of teachers out there. Um, I think it's really heartbreaking um, and, and devastating, absolutely devastating that so many teachers in the UK um, and in the United States um, that I'm aware of are leaving the profession completely now. It's just causing such a void in the education system um, and the children are going out, are going without, uh, pardon me, good teachers to to help them um, and these situations where non-specialists are being called in to cover highly technical lessons like science like biology um, they're just on the rise they're increasing um, and we need to protect ourselves as teachers we really do so thank you very much everybody until next time bye bye for now